It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Happy, uh, what day is it today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Halfway through the week. Over the hump day, as they would say. Yes. All day until midnight. Yes, it <laughs> yes. is. Uh, did you did you get your invite yesterday to the party at the White House? They had a big bash. Yeah, yeah, I did, but did I, you really? you know, I just, I, I blew it off. Did I you didn't want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, it. well, what did you? The dentist. What, what was the stock market doing yesterday? It was like going down like a, like the Titanic. Yeah, I was just gonna say it went down like the Titanic. <laughs> yep. But you know, hey, things are good, friends. Gas prices are going down. Yes, we opened up eighty-three million uh, bill, uh, eighty-three million barrels from the strategic reserve. If there's anything left after this, I don't know. But, you know, to keep the gas prices down, we're not producing or doing anything. But this is all to give you the sense that everything's fine under the mushroom. Okay, to set the stage yesterday, Biden was there with Pelosi and Schumer on the lawn at the White House. I guess the Rose Garden. Uh, and it was a beautiful day. And they were in their element. They were surrounded by other sycophants of uh, the administration and they were telling each other how they had they had beaten the problem of inflation with the inflation reduction act how wonderful it was how the world was turning around it could not have been done without the leadership of Joe Robinette Biden could not have been done they were having a great time slapping each other on the back in the meantime while they were doing that the inflation rate in August was 8.3% up from July. Wages are down by 2.8%. Grocery food prices surged 13.5% from last year, the largest spike since 1979. Energy prices surged 15.8%, the most in over 40 years. You were telling me something before we went on the air about uh, how they... How they, they change yeah, the way the they account for inflation. Now, if you go back to the Carter years and shortly after that, mm -hmm. we were in double-digit inflation. It's like they, they are over in England. We were at, what, 12.3%. It was in the 12% percentile mm -hmm. range that we were in. If you But somewhere shortly after that in the 80s, late 80s, even late 90s, they said, we got to recalculate the way that we look at inflation. Now, this was under Democratic leadership, of course, right. mm -hmm. but they said, let's change the way that we account for it. And so, you know, 8%, 8.3%, well, it's bad, but it sure is not as bad as that 12.3%. But if you take the old standard of accounting mm -hmm. and apply it today, yeah. then we're at 16.9%. Take Un that and put it in your pipe so and smoke it. They have changed the way they read the figures. They have changed the formula. And it makes them feel better, but actually things are worse. Yeah, you know, that's like a fat guy sitting there going, you know, yeah, I'm wearing a 34 waist pants here, and he's really got a 44 on because he changed the freaking label. <laughs> Why are you looking at me when you say that? I wasn't. I was looking at I was looking at a mirror. <laughs> um he Joe was out there. He was in his element yesterday. He really was. First of all, you know, Joe doesn't know how to speak without screaming. I mean, oh, yeah. he is he's yelling at everybody. And uh, you know that he's lying to you when he starts bringing his father's name. You know, my dad used to say he did that yesterday, but he did a speech yesterday. And I guess he didn't pre-read the teleprompter. And this happened. Again. Because of new life-saving knowledge to be gained that must be used for progress of all people. End of quote. <laughs> End of quote. End of quote. You know, yeah. I want to get a job as the guy that sets up the teleprompter. What would you do? Them. Well, he'd be reading along his glorious speech there. Yeah. And, and it would be in parentheses, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is very important. Yes. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have that job very long. But, oh, but you know, he would read it. It would be, and a, I would be sitting there going, <laughs> the clip would go viral. Trust me. <laughs> Joe also had this to say yesterday early. I say to some of my colleagues who've been around a long, how long we've been fighting pharma? How long we've been taking on these interests? From the time I got to the Senate 720 years ago. <laughs> uh huh. 
720 years ago. Yeah. Joe. It might have been a little longer than that. I mean, I think he was around before this country was even, you know. That's true. He actually. Well, no, that would put him. That would put him way before. I think he greeted Abraham Lincoln when Abraham Lincoln arrived at the White House. He also said this recently. I thought was interesting. Building an economy that finally works for working families. We started with the American Rescue Plan. That's taken us from economic crisis to economic resurgence. He thinks our economy is resurging right now. We're in the middle of economic resurgence. 16.9. That is by the traditional standard way of accounting for inflation. Friends, we, we're, not, we're not in a sinking ship. So don't worry about that. No, this, this, this baby's underwater right now. We're, <laughs> You're saying we've sunk. It's just how deep do we in water? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're looking at the little fishies floating by you, but you know they're looking at you like he's dead. You realize why we're in the situation we're in when people in diverse parts of government are all talking about the same thing. And when I say diverse parts of government, I mean the Treasury Secretary. Why would the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen be talking about? environmental issues. Listen. Our plan, powered by the Inflation Reduction Act, represents the largest investment in fighting climate change in our country's history. And it will put us well on our way toward a future where we depend on the wind, the sun, and other clean sources of energy. We will rid ourselves from our current dependence on fossil fuels. Unbelievable. I mean, these people are clueless. All they have to do is look at the real figures, the real problems we have with things like wind and solar. They don't Mm -hmm. work, friends. I mean, you know, this sounds crazy, but when the sun doesn't come out on a cloudy day, (laughs) good luck with those solar panels. Oh, yeah. There's Look, we are married to fossil fuel for a while. It's going to be a while. No, I'm not saying the technology and we don't have the skills to sit there and get beyond fossil fuels, but we're not there yet. You know, and, I, and, and, I, I was watching a show, Bill, yesterday. You can't get away from the woke message nowadays. When you want to get away and watch a movie, uh, I was watching this show called, it's it's actually a miniseries called Last Light, and it's on, right. it's on Peacock. And it's about um, essentially... The world is brought to its knees by a terrorist group that uh, that literally puts bacteria in the oil, makes the oil useless, and the, the whole infrastructure in our world collapses, and people are, have gone from the 21st century back into the Dark Ages. And it's it's kind of frightening, but all, all along the way, they're talking about the problems with oil, and, you know, and I'm thinking, come on, guys, can't you give the viewer just... A little Rick. while to just watch a movie without having messages thrown. You know, one of the daughters in in the family that is the lead family in the in the program, she's an environmental activist. She's out there, you know, pounding the drum and talking about uh, how bad fossil fuel is. Natural, you know, natural gas is clean, by the way. Natural gas is very clean. It's the clean fuel. When a guy like Elon Musk comes along and says, hey, we can't walk away from fossil fuel. We're going to need it. We're going to need it for, for years to come. You know, it doesn't mean you don't stop developing new things, new, new technology. I don't think, by the way, we've uh, found the answer to the battery yet for electric cars. I think that somewhere down the road, someone is going to, some genius out there, some amazing company will invent a battery that's lightweight that uh, holds a charge for, forget 300 miles, you know, it'll be like 1,500 miles that'll hold a charge, and you'll be able to re- recharge it in no time. I think that's going to come someday down the road. I mean, I think we were talking about it. Was it was it diamonds or something that, uh, not diamonds, crystal? There are it's glass. Glass. Yeah. It was a glass battery they were working on that ho- held an amazing charge. Well, I think what they're doing is they're taking, to make the glass, they're taking spent uh, radioactive products, they break it down, and they Mm -hmm. infuse it in that, 
Now, you got to realize, most people don't. You know, they say, well, we don't have that many reactors going. We do. We actually do. And those rods are replaced quite often in those nuclear reactors, and there's nowhere to put them. They put them in the salt mines in Utah. It's safest place to do it, but that's running out of space. Those rods have a half-life of 15,000 years. You're talking about pollution. That there is pollution. Now, apparently, by taking this, you can break it down, and they call it a forever battery. Mm -hmm. And that battery will maintain and hold its charge, and will go on and on and on and on. You can also use a form of basically what how the planet works, which is what Tesla did. Right. We're nothing more than just a big magnetic engine that rotates and generates current. You can take that. Magnets, no, they don't last forever, but they last my lifetime and yours and our kids. You know, Tesla, one of his last major projects was free electricity. You know, he didn't tell his Can't backer. That. He didn't tell his backer, J.P. Morgan, who was a rich, rich, uh, maybe the richest man in the in the world at the time. Uh, he didn't tell him what he was doing. He J.P. Morgan thought he was inventing something that would make him more money. So he goes out to Long Island. He builds the Tesla Tower, which you may have seen pictures of. It looks right. like a, it looks like a giant mushroom, about a hundred feet in the air. And people were wondering, what's this doing? And what he was doing was figuring out a way to draw the electricity from the earth or, or was it distributed into the earth? I, I have to, but whatever way it was, it ended up giving people in communities who had receivers free electricity, no meters, no charge. It was there. You could have it. When JP Morgan found out about this, he immediately pulled the plug on his financing. He just said, enough of this, and he, he cut him off at the knees. So Tesla wasn't to give up. He went out to Colorado. He built a smaller version of this thing on his own funds. I guess he raised some funds and, mm -hmm. and from people who believed in it. And he had this acreage, and he put lamp light bulbs in the ground. He screwed light bulbs into the earth, right? And then he turned on this gadget he had, and all the light bulbs lit up. He had figured out a way to generate, and it didn't, it didn't electrocute anybody. You could walk around in that light farm between the light bulbs and you wouldn't even feel it, but it was enough, but there was a charge and he did generate free electricity. And then supposedly the government stepped in, the government well, stepped in and squelched it because companies were going to lose money. All right. You know, you look at history and you look at how things work. Uh, if somebody is, uh, well, the, the hunt for red October, a little bit of scientific fact there, they had to put down, they had to send down a grounding line, mm -hmm. the helicopter to the ship, right? Because there is electricity in the air. You just drop down, you're electrocuted because yeah. there's tens of thousands of volts that are potentially up, not potentially, they are up there. You know, planes go through this too. You know, there's different sure. things that they have on it. The, what was it? The Hindenburg? The blimp? The static the electricity York? blew up the hydrogen, yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, so there are untapped sources. That's all Tesla did. He tapped that source by putting a collector in the air that takes it, but it's grounded. So the bulbs under that umbrella of that works. Potentially, you know what? Not only is there electricity in the air, but we are putting and wasting a radio station. 50,000 watts of power. Yeah. Well, that's going through the air, and that doesn't tell you how many listeners you got. It's just there. Sure. And then it's, it, it's there. So it's like a waste of energy that you could grab and recycle. It's already done its job. You so could what, actually what harvest was, that. What we're saying, friends, is that there is technology out there. There's technology on the way that will make uh, things like electric cars more viable. The electric cars we have now are large and heavy paperweights. They may look nice. You know, you may see the this electric SUV and say, oh, that's a good-looking car. It's very 
unpractical in my in my mind. I mean, it's you know you're driving along, let's say, on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. You're going from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. That's about what five hours, maybe three hundred and fifty miles away. You know, you can't do it on one charge. So what? What no, happens? No, you can't. And you know, the, there is there's a particular battery that does charge pretty quick. But see, that's kind of like the old. You know, I, I use radio because it's what I know. But uh, when they were trying to say, well, AM is going to go stereo. I mean, the technology has yeah. been around for a long time. A lot of different ways to do it. There was about five on the market. Oh, sure. They couldn't decide how to do it. Well, the yeah. same thing with the batteries. There's a, a hydrogen cell battery, which basically is water. So you can go and be charged up, ready to go in three minutes. Now, that's popular out in California. There are trucks. You can't, uh, the, there's not a battery that will do the big semi trucks right? to put an engine in it yet. But the medium trucks, you know, the little 50 foot sure. short box trucks, they're good to go and they can run on that. Of course, not in California because they don't even have the water to charge the battery. You have to let science lead the way in the development of these different technologies. You can't rely on a politician to push something through and to change things. You can't have guys like Joe Biden saying we need electric cars and all of a sudden the whole country you know goes that way because we're going to be stuck and mm -hmm. I and again it goes back to where the, where the batteries come from right now most of the batteries are coming from China and if they're coming from Africa the mines in Africa that make the lithium batteries they're owned by China too you know here's here's the inter interesting thing when you talk about all the energy that's out there and the sources of it, now lithium is not the, the best and safest thing, but if lithium is the way to go, do you know Arizona, Nevada, up in New Hampshire, and up in uh, in Maine and, and whatnot, yeah. there's lithium. There's the, 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 the dirt that makes the lithium. So we've got an abundance here. We probably have one of the best supplies in the world. Uh, uranium for, you know, to make, you know, uh, nuclear power. Well, that comes from the United States, the, the vast majority. If you look at oil, untapped reserves, the United States actually has the most. And we have the technology to get it out, get it out cheap, supply a lot of jobs, give you clean, we can supply the world, be independent. So we've got that natural gas. You mentioned that we got the natural gas. Yeah. Oh, it's this... in Pennsylvania. Oh, sure. It is the biggest resource in the world. So all these natural things on the planet, sorry, but God gave to us and we're not using it. If you have a lithium battery in your car and let's say hypothetically, for some reason, you go off the road into a, 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 a pond or a swamp or something, water, what happens to the battery? Does it catch fire? Does it explode? Well, it's not a good thing. You're not supposed to throw one in the water, so I don't know exactly what it will do. People have said, yeah, they've thrown little lithium batteries like that go in your radio. Yeah. They throw, well, throw them in a pool. You know, and they were carrying lithium batteries on a UPS 747 flight. Brought it down. And it brought the Florida. whole plane down. Exactly. They are teaching firefighters now. They have to go back to school and learn how to put out a lithium battery fire, a car fire, because you can't do it, with, I guess, with water. You, you no, spray you water on it, and it just makes it worse. I don't feel comfortable with the technology yet. I don't think it's there. I think it was recently within the last six months, many parking garages wouldn't let the Volt go into their garages because they would spontaneously combust. They would just catch fire, and if you were if you were parked next to one of these uh, volts, you'd lose your car too. Well, one thing about driving a bolt, if you get in an accident and total the car, as long as the battery's okay, it's not going to cost that much to repair it because the battery's the major cost of the car. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is interesting. Uh, the CDC warns of new stealth COVID variant, where you oh, stealth, yeah, where you test negative. And get no symptoms. <laughs> Someone put this on the internet and I had to read it to you. It's obviously a gag. A joke. Yeah. CDC warns of new stealth COVID variant where you test negative and get no symptoms. 
You know, so wear your mask. And I understand, it. though, there's a new variant, and this is true, a new variant of COVID that uh, is only, apparently it only, it, it attaches itself to people that are liberal. And uh, they can't touch anything because they can pass it through paper. I've heard so that they too. Can't, yeah, they, yeah, they really, now when it, and it's, it's really flaring up right now just before the election. Yeah. Probably won't be over until sometime in January. So the liberals should socially distance and maybe isolate themselves at home. By all means, don't go out in public places yeah. like voting booths or things like that. Oh, and yeah. don't mail a damn thing. Yes. Nothing. Um, I mean, you don't want to get that crap. It's 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 terrible. On a serious note, did you hear what happened to Mike Lindell yesterday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In front of us, uh, wherever it was, a in the morning... It was a Hardy's. Yeah. In, uh, well, I'll let, I'll let him tell it. Listen. Well, everybody, welcome to the Lindell Report. And uh, I guess uh, I have my own breaking news tonight. Um, we, uh, this afternoon, I was, uh, I went down uh, hunting in Iowa for the early teal season with my friend this morning at 4 a.m. We got up, headed down to Iowa. We are coming back and uh, we were we stopped to get go through a Hardee's in Mankato, where I was born in Mankato, Minnesota, and cars pulled up in front of us, to the side of us, and behind us. And I said, um, "These are either bad guys or the FBI." Well, it turns out they were the FBI. Those were either bad guys or the FBI, and it turns out they were the FBI. Aren't they one and the same these days? Uh, he said to him. I'm not going to give you anything or talk to you or get out of the car until you show me badges. So one, one of the guys shows his badge from a distance and Mike says, I want to see the other badges of the, you know, he wanted, he didn't, he didn't know whether he was being uh, attacked by a bunch of criminals with phony badges. You know what they wanted? His phone. Yeah. They took his phone. Now, this is interesting. All these people are going there. Well, we got all the phones now, and we have proof that there was a plot going on before, you know, the insurrection. Number one, to have an insurrection, there has to be revolt and violence, not what you say there is. And there needs to be guns and weapons, and there was not. The only weapons that were used were by the police to kill a veteran. Remember that, vets? They killed a veteran. But anyway... Mm -hmm. With, with with all of that said, they're trying to stitch together a story, and they haven't. But here's my question. They're going after all these Trump supporters. Is this not a scare tactic? Because Oh, yeah. It, uh, it, the, 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 to try to lead this to Trump. Well, they've had plenty of opportunity to take Trump's phone. Here's the thing. And I think I mentioned this yesterday, but I'm going to repeat it again today. I think... It goes back to when Trump would, uh, said just after the election, don't worry, folks, we caught him. We, we, have mm -hmm. it, we have it all. We have it all. And Trump supporters took that as he has the, uh, the facts on what really happened, and they're going to get him. And I think the other side initially didn't believe him, but I think over the course of time, they've started to realize that maybe he does have the information. Maybe something is going on. And I think the, the raid on Mar-a-Lago was they were going to go down and get that information because he has to have it somewhere in that, in that uh, facility. So they went down, they tore the place apart, couldn't find it. They go back to Washington. They say, uh, we, we got 15 boxes, but there was nothing there about, uh, any information on the election. So I think this, the next step was to go after all of the branches of the Trump tree, going after all of the different people who mm -hmm. are associated with Trump, the, the 50 plus people hoping that if they get their computers and their phones somewhere, they'll find a lead that will take them to where that information is because they want to retrieve that information. They want to take that away from Trump. So they're safe. But I do think, and I've thought a lot about this over the past few days, I think Trump is five chess moves ahead of these guys. I don't think he would ever put it someplace that uh, they would find. I don't think he would ever put it someplace that uh, the FBI could, could, could seize the stuff, you know? 
Well, they probably think he shared it with somebody because, you know, you would think, okay, you want to get Trump for stuff on the phone, mm -hmm. get his damn phone, you know, but nah, you know, they, they haven't done that. Now, now me saying that they'll probably go get his phone. If they don't find what they're looking for, as they always do, if you ever notice the story shifts and in, in weaves left or right, uh, because they're making this up yes. as, as they go. Yes. You know, you put in your own ex expletive there, but yes, uh, and that's that's what they're doing. You know, uh, one of uh, Trump's uh, attorneys, what's her name, uh, Christina Bob. Yeah, uh, she does a lot of stuff on Fox, and she's going, yeah, they're gonna they're coming after me. As a matter of fact, word is they want to disbar her because they went after Jenna Ellis too. Jenna Ellis, yeah. another young lady who's an attorney for Trump. Yeah. And they want to take away her uh, law license and because she is not representing the proper story. Yeah. They want to crush, so, they want to crush the people who are supporting Trump, not just, not just scare them. They want to crush them. So, you know, keep that in mind too. Let's say you ever have a run in with the law and maybe you are a little bit guilty and you need a good defense. You know, the way this government is working right now, you have no defense against the government. So Mike Lindell's coming back from a hunting excursion with his friend. Yeah. They pull into a Hardee's fast food restaurant in some little town in Minnesota. He's, you know, he's ordering his food and all of a sudden his car is surrounded by other cars. And it's the FBI. First of all, how do they find him in a Hardee's fast food restaurant? Were they following him throughout the whole excursion? I mean, were they up watching him hunt? Why didn't they just stop by? Oh, that's true. Bill, Bill just picked up his phone. You're absolutely correct. All they had to do is ping his cell phone, and they had And his they location. know exactly you're, where you're, he is you're, now. You're, you're right. But the thing is, they could have done this at his office. They could have done this in a parking lot in the woods when he was hunting. They had to do it in the middle of a fast food restaurant, you know, with, with a lot of people. They, they had to make the scene, just like well, they've been doing with the other people. Think about this. MAGA bad. MAGA is violent. Do all this stuff. He just came back from a hunting expedition, which means in their vehicle, they had what? Guns. Guns? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what Mike Lindell said? When he's, when he's talking to one of these FBI agents, he said, he said, <laughs> he said, we were talking for a while. And after a while, I started to talk to him about, uh, Jesus Christ. And I, I, I kind of started to try to convert the guy. <laughs> I thought, you know, that was these guys are doing their job. Some of them are really oorah into their job. Others are just going through the motions because they have to do what they have to do. I get it. Um, it was for optics to do it at the Hardee's. They could have done it out in the middle of nowhere and shot him dead and sat there and fired their guns a couple of times, you know, pick up Lindell's guns and say, yeah, it was a brutal shootout, but done damn magas, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Lindell didn't seem to, you know, for a guy that got rousted and ruffled up by he's the gone FBI. Through, he's gone through a lot. Seriously. He yeah. has gone through a lot already. I mean, the media has given him a hard time. Uh, he's lost so much of his distribution uh, system. For example, Bed Bath & Beyond was his biggest distributor of his items. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he made multi-millions of dollars from Bed Bath & Beyond sales. And when he came out supporting President Trump after the election, uh, they dropped him like a hot, hot potato. And they made a point of letting the world know that they would no longer carry any MyPillow products. Well, cut to recently. I mean, within the last month and a half, two months. Oh, the, yeah. They, Bed Bath & Beyond is going through a terrible time. They're closing hundreds of stores. They're laying off a, a large segment of their employees. And they're saying it's because the sales are way down. Well, now, who is uh, the CEO of the company? Uh, it was a CFO. His name was um, okay. Gustavo Arnold, A-R-N-A-L. And he was praised for all the things he did for Bed Bath and Beyond. So apparently, the, all this well, news he was just distraught and just fell off of his balcony. Well, a colleagues, many of his colleagues said he was uh, full of energy, 
funny and a passionate leader. Those are quotes. Funny and a passionate leader. They they ruled his death a suicide. I guess he jumped out of a 17. 17- no, no. Went, yeah, no, no. They said it yeah. was very unlike him to be depressed. He was a very optimistic guy. So maybe the left dropped him like a hot potato. Well, uh, they, know, they were going through some difficult financial times. There was talk that there were problems with their books. Now, he was CFO, chief financial officer. Right. And they were having problems with, uh, I guess, uh, their financials weren't uh, what they said they were. And I guess all of the arrows were pointed towards uh, the CFO, Gustavo Arnold. Well, yeah, but you know what? Somebody else made the call on Lindell and different things of that nature. And it very well could be that somebody higher up, Mm -hmm. you know, CEO or something like that said, we got to blame somebody for this. And, uh, ah, you know, the CFO. Well, you know, along those lines, and this is the screenplay writer in me, but let's say the CFO has uh, a lot of info about who really told them to do the things that were done, right? Oh, he's history. Oh, he, he can get us all in trouble. He can bring us all down. Not anymore. Not uh, anymore. You can't ask questions. Unless you're the devil himself or Jesus, you won't know. That store, by the way, Bed Bath & Beyond, was always a busy store. Always. They, they were packed with people. They had they had some great stuff. It was fun to go into a Bed Bath and Beyond, even for a guy like me. And I like I've and I, gone and I, they used to have they used to have these twenty percent discount coupon cards. I used them all the time. Um, you know, all I can tell you, based on recent things and what they did to Lindell, and I'm not, you know, I don't know Mike Lindell from Shinola, but I know his story, and I know you know how he changed his life. And, you know, he became the My Pillow guy. And right. great for him. He's done well with his life. Bed Bath and Beyond put the screws to him, and they're putting the screws to themselves. I would say, my humble opinion, uh, I wouldn't probably do business with Bed Bath and Beyond. I would do business with Lindell. And, but right. that's my opinion. I, I stay away from most woke companies. I, I really do. Yeah. I was reading a story this morning about. Uh, Stephon Curry, a basketball player for the uh, NBA, and how right. how he was uh, so anti-Trump. Any interest in watching a basketball game on my part, gone. Gone. Yeah. I love to watch football. It just drives me nuts when they start to get political. I don't know why they would do something like that because, you know, sports has been an escape for generations. You go to a baseball game, a basketball game, a football game, you go there to relax and get away from all the nonsense that's happening in the world. But these new leaders, the, the commissioner of the NFL, ruined the game. He has uh, made it political. He's allowed them to uh, to kneel. He's allowed sayings to be put on the back of helmets. I was looking at Tom Brady's helmet when they, he was playing this weekend, and it said, ex, you know, expect change or something like that, or, or hope for change. I'm thinking... I don't want to look at the back of your helmet and have a billboard for a woke saying, you know, well, you know I, I want to I'll, see if you want to put anything up there, put Buccaneers. That's he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That works for me. Don't show me some billboard for uh, the woke side of our. Discussion. Well, you know, and that goes for both sides. You know, you, you, just like if Brady were a re, uh, a Republican. Actually, he, he, is kind of. he is. He is. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Brady is playing both sides of the street right now. He's trying to be politically correct. He was the, he was the guy, Bill, when he was playing for the Patriots. He had MAGA hats hanging in his locker. So some reporter took pictures, and all of a sudden it became a story in Boston that uh, Tom Brady was a MAGA supporter. So after a lot of discussion, he came out and said, look, I'm not political. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not taking sides. Uh, I'm not getting, but he was, but he was by doing that, by not standing firm and saying, yeah, I believe in what the president is doing. And I'm, I'm on his side. He kind of got wishy washy. He didn't go at one time to the white house for some function because he didn't want to be looked at as being 
political. Well, unless you're in the public eye and you operate under a political banner, you know, like we're doing this podcast, you know, we're conservatives. So if I want to put a MAGA hat back here behind me and take the video and post it, you expect that from me. All right. Because you're tuning in for one particular type of conversation. I tune into a football game. I want to, I want to root for my favorite team and my favorite players and I may not have the same political beliefs of the, as the, as they do. And when they tout those beliefs, they're not converting me. They're pissing me off. And they're probably chasing me away from them mm-hmm. and the game that involves them. I don't want to. They don't care about us, though. They don't care about us. They, they well, screw they, them, they, man. You know they, what? They, it's Roger Goodell, who is the uh, commissioner of the NFL. I had, a sen- Dodger. Okay. I had another senior moment. But, you know, it's funny. As you get older, sometimes you can't think of something, but the computer keeps working in, in the background while you're going on with so, your life. So what do you call it when you're a teenager or you're in your 20s and you have the you're same stupid. thing? You're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. It's a mind fart. No, you're just dumb. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Exactly. He has messed up the NFL. I, I mean, I still, I'm not going to lie to you folks. I get huffy and puffy about what they're doing, but I kind of still watch the games on Sunday because... I, I guess I can just, t- I can tune out the politics, you know? I, I can look at a player and appreciate his talents. Did you hear about the Boston Marathon? Oh, Bill, you sent me that uh, that, that text yesterday. <laughs> Another text I, yeah. bomb. <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe it. Holy smokes. Go ahead, tell the folks about the Boston Marathon. Oh, yeah, so next year for the Boston Marathon, yeah, non-binary people are allowed to participate in running it And they don't have to register. I guess that's because it's protection for them that they don't have to identify as a Wait a second. What difference does it make? Ken, isn't it a mixed crowd anyway in the Boston Marathon? Or or do the guys go first and then the women go next? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I should know this because I grew up not, not far from the Boston Marathon, but I never really paid much attention because I was never a runner myself. You know, I was more of a walker, if you know what I mean. They never mm-hmm. had, like, I get it. they never had the Boston walkathon. So I never really paid attention. And I see all these thin, thin guys running 26 miles. I get tired for them, you know, but, yeah. um, I always thought that it was a mixed crowd, you know? Well, I did too. But now if you're non-binary, you do not have to register. I'm not man. I'm not woman. Uh, I don't know what I am, but I'm in the race. <laughs> But <laughs> well, how are, do they know they, if you? How do they know if you ran the whole route if you don't register? I mean, well, who's to say, I don't know. Who's to say you can't stop at the you know, come in at the twenty-four mile mark or the twenty-five mile mark and run maybe a mile and pretend you won? And somebody else down the road steps in in place of you. Wait, you started as a man and now you're a woman. Well, well I, I had a, I binary. Had, I had an experience along the way. Yes, I did, and and I grew. Yeah, never mind what I grew. Yeah, uh, but and things fell off. I'm but, sure they did along the way. But you know, it does pose another interesting question. <laughs> Shut up. Go ahead. It poses another inter- interesting question. I'm sure it does down the road because they'll say it's for their protection. I'm sure it's for their their safety and their protection. So, do we really care? I mean, in all honesty, they're making an issue out of something. I don't think I don't think most people really give a darn. But you know, if you're non-binary, do you need to mail in your vote? Do you need to, uh, you know, I mean, do you have to register? What does it mean vote? when you're non-binary? I mean, what do you? I mean, do you? What do you interpret that? You do? You, does it mean you, you're a guy running as a woman? You're a woman running as a guy. You're, well, you're it doesn't pers- matter because you're, person, you're non-binary. You're a person running as a neutral. You know, you have, all right. you're neither. So, but how would that go in, in, in voting statistics? And, uh, 50% of the votes came in from the non-binary crowd. Uh, you know, they have special voting conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, they're creating all these groups and identities and well, then they're protecting them. Can they get to vote that we don't get to see how and when they voted? If you don't think they're trying to screw up this country, friends, and I'm talking about the left. And if you're on the left, I'm talking about your side. Just look at what they've done to our country in the last two years. All of a sudden, it's not important that you're a male or a female. I mean, you can be non-binary. 
You can be, one day you can wake up and say, you know, I feel like a woman. And that day, you're a woman. You can, go, you into, you can go into the ladies' room, right? And but then you know. the next day, Bill, you wake up a guy. And you can go into the men's room. Isn't that this how is non-binary, isn't that how it works? That is how it works. And, you know, non-binary uh, people give a whole new meaning to the phrase, go screw yourself. <laughs> I guess it does. <laughs> Only I would think of yes, that. Yes, I'm sure you, yes, I happen to agree. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they've, they've screwed up our, our border. They've lost a war. You know, we have a terrible fentanyl problem in this country. We have criminals coming across the border. 9-11 this year, a big celebration. Not a lot of talk about uh, the fact that Joe Biden and his administration have welcomed thousands, I'm sure, of terrorists into this country. You know, terrorists aren't stupid people. They aren't. They may be misguided. They may be on the wrong side of everything, but they're not necessarily dumb people. And all they have to do is say, wait a second, we can get into the United States of America by doing what? By walking across the border? And wait a second, then they will drive us to whatever city we want to go to and then let us off and give us some money and a phone? If I was a terrorist and I was planning another 9-11, now's the time to get into this country. Hmm. Don't you think? Absolutely. By the way, that's treason in my books. I mean, if this administration, they can, be, they can be partying on the White House lawn, but in my opinion, they're all committing treason with what they're doing. If you support this administration, then you are not paying attention to what really is going on. They don't want to hear the facts. They don't want to debate you, but they do have their little pre, they, they have a little list that they go by. This is how you argue this. And the, we this have the inflation reduction act. Yeah. And what has it done for us? It, it has helped increase inflation. No, it's, it's, it's such a pretty name and it says exactly what it's doing. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Because Pelosi says it does, and Schumer oh, yeah. says it does, it does. You know, these are—they wouldn't lie to me. These are maybe, CNN's a well-trusted news source too; been around forever. These are maybe the most corrupt people on the planet. You know, Pelosi and Schumer—they've been corrupt from the day they stepped on the floor of the uh, the House and the Senate. They're smiling and patting each other on the back. You know, sipping their glasses of champagne, toasting each other to their success. I hope it is short-lived. I hope that uh, if there is justice in this country, they don't deserve to be toasting to their success with all that's going on. I mean, gas up 44%, airline tickets up 33%, used cars up 23%, hotel prices up 23%. Have you tried to get a room recently? Honest to God, amazing. Suits are up 22%, bacon up 18%. Bill said it was even more. Orange is up 17%. Tires up 16%, furniture up 15%, milk, a staple up 15%, coffee up 14%, deliveries are up 14%, bread up 14%, baby food, if you can find it, is up 13%. It goes on and on. That's what they've done for us. Yeah, and, you know, your fuel prices, take a look at how many times you fill up during the week, how much it costs you to fill up, and, you know, extrapolate that through the whole year. And think back about, oh, I don't know, two years ago where you were with it. And that'll paint a nice picture for you. Even though they're flooding the market with our oil reserve just to spike the number down a little bit, you know, until the election's over. They're buying time for the election. They're trying to find a way to slam dunk Trump before the election because they know if Republicans get in, Change is going to happen, and that's why I say they're going to do something very, very, very desperate if they don't pull off what they're trying to do. Something interesting, I don't know if you heard about this, Biden signed an executive order on Monday, on the 12th, yes. about transhumanism, about uh, biotechnology, about uh, biomanufacturing, and it looked simple. It, it was... he he kind of pawned it off as being something that would help make new vaccines and stuff like that. But it actually, uh, let me see if I can read this right. Uh, let me read between the lines. This is written by um, 
by Karen Kingston, a former Pfizer employee. She writes, let me, let me read between the lines, but actually this is an explanation of the problems with this executive order. Biden's September 12th, 2022 executive order declares that Americans must surrender all human rights that stand in the way of transhumanism, clinical trial safety standards, and informed consent will be eradicated as they stand in the way of universally unleashing gene editing technologies needed to merge humans with AI. In order to achieve the societal goals of the New World Order, crimes against humanity are not only legal, but mandatory. Now think about that for a second. He signed a bill into order on September 12th, on Monday, that allows for this technology to flourish without any restrictions. Did not the Nazis in World War II yeah. I know experiment? Where I know where yeah, experiment on the Jews. Yeah. It's for the good. We, yeah. we will, and, and you know what? Quite honestly, you are taking medication and stuff from it, and, and some would argue, well, it was actually good, but it is wrong. And that means they can, ex as, as you and I talk, they could put something in the coffee grounds because I drink coffee. They could sure. sit there and... And I, I don't know that I'm not part of a big experiment uh, that Bill Gates is sponsoring that he's going to make money on and is going to move everybody forward. I've often said, you know, there's another way they can manipulate the human body because, you know, we are full of electricity and we have different electronic values. And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't bioengineered the human body well, to sit there and make it come online to a computer. They mentioned the deep state. They mentioned Klaus Schwab uh, in this mm -hmm. talk. Uh, he's a big advocate of merging human with AI. Here's what he said. Listen. Um, it's at the end what, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. So um, that's the first. A fusion of our physical, biological, and technical technologies together. He, he believes that there should be a merger of biology with technology. We used to laugh at things like... Uh, the Terminator. Remember the the, mm -hmm. the Terminator back in 1984? With I didn't laugh at it because I actually saw that down the road as a thing that was a possibility. Well, that's what the Terminator was. It was a mixture of bio and technology. Yeah. That's where he, you know what, you know what amazes me about the left? It's, it's strange. They, they're advocates of terminating life. I mean, they believe in abortion on demand. They think that abortion is fine killing human life in the womb. Mm -hmm. That's that's okay. But these same people are advocates of creating this AI technology, this bio, this transhumanism. You know, you can control and program an AI. Yes, you can. So you can <laughs> you can sit there and program the way it's going to operate, think and function. Uh but you you have independence of all of that. So until they find a way to control everyone, now if you were born into a, a, you know you've got let's just say you're 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 conservative by nature, it's in your genes. They can take that away you know, from you uh, if they yeah they would take it away from you or uh, you know at some point in time they could say you know this whole family's been conservative, kill that baby at nine months, just get rid of it, you know until we get our AI system in place. Who wow. knows? I mean. You know, the Democrats aren't playing God. They think they're God. Wow. Think about that, because that's what they're doing, and that's what he just did. He basically, he didn't sit there and say, I'm not playing. I'm God. That's what he did with that executive order. He's God in his mind. We look at him many times. You hear people say, oh, he's old. He's doddering. He's senile. He's dangerous, folks. This guy is doing things that are, are bad for our country. And 
it's just happening and nobody is saying stop. It, it's sad. It really is. Well, I think people are saying stop, but unfortunately there's enough on the blue that keep it going because they want their agenda. And they have, in a, for the past 10 years, have been building to a point to where it is just blue, no longer red. We either come over or we go goodbye. And there, I, I think no matter that they're losing now, I think if they get their steal or they make what hap- what's going to happen happen in November, you know, it's going to be a sad day for anybody that's, you know, uh, independent or moderate or conservative. Red. Yeah, yeah, conservative. You're 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 toast. A lot of people lost their jobs because they wouldn't take the vaccination. They they yeah. just didn't, they didn't believe it was for them. They had their reasons. It was personal. And up until recent times, that would be enough. Okay. I'm not taking the vaccine. It's not good for me, but businesses, uh, both public and private decided, no, we're going to tell you, you're going to take the vaccination or you're going to lose your job. One of those organizations was the fire department in New York. And it affected a, a young captain named Brendan Fogarty. And uh, he he was there 20 years. I say young. He must have started when he was like 19 because he's about 40 right now, and he's still in great shape. He still said, you know, he talks about running into burning buildings, or, or he used to anyway. He saw that they were going to force him out, so he quit. He resigned. He put in his papers. But he still wants to be a fireman, and he got up in front of the New York City Council at an open meeting recently. And he started talking and he starts, he's very articulate, but in the end, they start to try to cut his mic like the Dems always do. They'll mm-hmm. get, okay, your two minutes are up. You know, your two minutes are up. They, they, they talk over you. They're trying to shut you up because they know that what you're saying is you're scoring points and we don't want that. And uh, so he got more passionate. At the very end, he says a nasty. Okay. So if you are offended by the nasty, Eh, you might want to just uh, turn your headphones down for a second, but it's nothing that we haven't heard before. <laughs> it's nothing that we all haven't said before. Okay. This is Brendan Fogarty. Hello everyone. My name is Brendan Fogarty. I was a captain for the New York city fire department. I served for 20 years and, uh, I went from being essential to being disposable from the mandates. And uh, my religious exemption was denied, and I received those threats of termination, and I retired. I would love to go back to my job. I normally get nervous when I speak in front of, in places like this, and I always say this prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. We're going to be on the right side of history. The people who are against us are against civil rights and religious freedom. We deserve to have our jobs back. I could feel this 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 crisis you have of people who can't figure out how to how to close this gap. Get rid of the mandate, okay? We'll get our jobs back. That'll that'll narrow the gap. Get rid of the mandate so you can attract more people who actually have values in their lives and will come and work in this city, okay? I never took this job to be rich. I took it to be secure, okay? I knew I wouldn't get rich. I was told it was a secure job. I have four children and a wife. And then they say, it's over. I would have been better off becoming a Met or a Yankee, but I gave up that dream in fourth grade. All right? Fifth grade MVP right here. Good Shepherd Little League. All right? I had a shot. Not anymore. Okay? I gave my best years to this city. 20 years from 21 to 41. And then they take it away at the peak of my earning career. I made it to captain. I went through that process. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Eric Adams is going to be on the wrong side of history. The people who look by are the same people who thought slavery was okay. The same people who thought segregation in Shea Stadium was okay. Okay, you segregated us. I was allowed to work in this city, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant in this city. Thank you very much. I was allowed to work through the pandemic. 
I wish they didn't run that music behind it when they were recording that. I just let him talk. You know, it it doesn't it didn't seem to work for me, except it made it a little more difficult to listen to. But he was terrific. He was passionate, and uh, you can understand why he threw out the expletives at the end. I didn't have a problem with it because, um, you know, there are times that, look, I can say, ah, fudge. And in my mind, you know what I was saying. Mm -hmm. So that's an expletive. So there are times that it's appropriate. It doesn't matter what the word is. It's appropriate. And to say they're, they're messed up. Uh, I think his word is better than messed up. Mm -hmm. Just, just saying that's all. One other thing, I think we both send out our condolences to the family of former special prosecutor Ken Starr, who yeah. passed away. A, a very talented attorney, good legal mind, decent guy. I think he was the president of uh, Baylor University. Yeah, former yeah. president of Baylor for about six years, too. Uh, he was 76 years old. And I guess they said he was uh, ill for quite some time, but it couldn't have been that long because I saw him about a year ago or less uh, as a guest on one of the the talking head shows, you know. Right. And well, um, I've seen him around recently too, so it was kind of a surprise shock that he's gone. But a little status report on the uh, new network we're working on. How's it coming along? It's coming along well. You saw the logo for it. That'll be the app. Mm -hmm. You know the the design. So. Actually hoping to have that streaming this week. We probably won't announce it for a week or two because we want to have everything in place. In the beginning, yeah. it'll just be uh, our shows, Us. you know, multiple shows. So, like, if you turn it, turn it on, you might hear our most recent show and then the one before that. And, you know, maybe the, the last four or five days of programs just rotating to keep us on a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week schedule. But, and then it'll be updated every day, right? So every yeah, day. Yeah, every day we add a new show, we'll take one out, or we may let them stack up for a while because 24 hours is a lot of time to fill. And right. uh, and we got to get our feet wet with uh, the, the, the software, the technology, and tweak it and build it. But uh, the hope is it's going to be just like a regular network thing, rolling, you know, and we'll have other shows on it of a, a right. like value and there might be you know a few other type shows on it too you know that uh, will go on there because mm -hmm. you know but it's uh you know we you saw the slug line that uh, I don't think you'll see a, like a pantomime show on our network no i don't think that <laughs> doesn't work well with talk does it no it doesn't yeah yeah we're looking for a mime show here and sitting in front of the mic and it's never been done on the radio <laughs> nothing and you'll be sitting there going, say what? Did you hear that? Yeah. I'll have a person. I think he yeah. moved. I think he did. You know? Anyway, that's coming along real soon. So pay attention. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, we will be announcing very soon uh, what the name of the network will be. In yeah, it's already in place. I mean, yeah. uh, the domain is there. The name is there. It might have a familiar ring to it. May not. But, you know, I think you'll like it. Yeah, you know, if you like this show, you're going to like it, and then you know we'll we'll invite other people to to jump on board. But there's only going to be so much room on the platform to begin begin with because mm -hmm. it is a way to uh, get our thing, our show out on a regular streaming like a radio station. You'll have it on your app and your phone. You can put it in your car, have it, hit it, play it. It'll just, be it'll be there all the time. Yeah, it'll be there all the time. Uh, the only thing that would hold us up if for some reason somebody goes, oh, they're conservative. Wait a minute. Yeah. You know, but oh my goodness. Yeah. How did we uh, let that one slip by? You know, gosh, we got to stop that. But you know, uh, right now, you know, I mean, you know, we got the server stuff and everything. So we'll see. Hey, if yeah. you want to contact us here at it's another day, our number is 833-583-6060, 833-583-6060. Mail at itsanotherday.com. And by the way, It's Another Day does not go anywhere. This, what we were talking about, is kind of a, a an offshoot, a growth of It's Another Day. So this will always be here. 
that will be there and kind of an extension. So I don't know whether we played this today, but I think we should have the Biden is oh, the Bidenism of the day. This is Joe's finest moment from yesterday. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. The who? This what? is the United States Camara, for God's sake. This is the United States Camara. Camarica. Oh, Camarica. What was that, Joe? This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Oh, for goodness oh, sake. Oh, Camara, for I, God's sake. Yes. I, it's the United States of Camara, for yes, God's sake. I feel so much better knowing that. Have a good day, buddy. Stay out of trouble. Well, trouble follows me around just this like it does Mike Lindell. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Would someone please shut this guy up? This is the yeah. United States Camara, for God's sake. Shut up, Joe!